one of the world's greatest practitioners of the art of mime was the late, great Marcel Marceau. There was a time in his life when he kept over three engagements on five, 300 engagements on five continents each year. Each year. And he wrote at a brief time of respite from his intense schedule in these words. I went back to my house in the suburbs of Paris and talked to my gardener, who, was not mo- who has not moved from the same spot in 25 years. And I felt he didn't know less about life than I do. He spoke about the sick trees that he had nursed and the onions thick in their skins, and he seemed so wise. He was becoming like an old tree himself, while I was rushing from one continent to another, from one cocktail party to another, so full of impressions that I was like a film half-developed. Who listening this morning cannot relate with Marceau's reflective moment of truth. So full of impressions that I feel like a film half developed. So much of life is framed by frantic movement, calendars full, obligations pressing, time a thing to be squeezed to the last drop like a lemon rind. I don't know if anyone else has trouble staying right at the speed limit, like I do. Whether it's in town or out on the 110, especially when you have an appointment and are running late. Someone has described driving at the speed limit when everyone else is passing you is like arriving at a cocktail party two hours late. You know that you are in better control, but it seems like everyone else is having more fun. But the pace of our life takes its toll, sometimes like Marceau's awareness of being like a film, half developed. The faster we move, the more restless we become, as if we sensed we were created for more than that. St. Augustine of old reminded us that You made us for yourself, O Lord, and our hearts are restless until they find their rest in you. This has been a busy time at the neighborhood church. We've had our annual meeting. We've had many different programs throughout the spring and lots of people working on lots of projects. But whether or not it has been busy in your life, I suspect each of us could acknowledge some bit of restlessness somewhere in our life. So where is the rest in our restlessness? That is the question which haunts every man and woman and every young person listening this morning. How do you find an authentic center for rest in the midst of your restlessness? Our New Testament lesson which Deborah read for us, presents for us, in the scope of a few verses, the perspective Jesus offered on the rushing, restless life. I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, 
because you have hidden these things from the wise and the intelligent and have revealed them to infants. And no one knows the Father except the Son and anyone whom the Son chooses to reveal him. Now that is a hard word for people today. That somehow life's deepest meaning is less than obvious and not subject to control. A big part of our educational journey is an exercise in perfecting the tools of control. The more you know, the more reason controls, the more fulfilled your life will be. And that is utter nonsense. Life has a far deeper face than what a man, woman, or well-trained young person of intellect can discover or control. The honest acceptance of life's mysterious face is the starting point with Jesus. The hard word is this. No one designs a meaning for his or her life. Meaning is detected, not designed. That is, the energy comes from God to us and not the reverse. That's what Jesus means when he tells us no one knows the Father except the Son choose to reveal him. I don't really like that. But what I know, I choose to know. No, in things spiritual, God chooses and we respond. In John 15:16, Jesus said, You did not choose me, but I chose you. Life's deepest meaning is less than obvious and beyond our control. Then Jesus offers a second secret. It's in the familiar words of verse 28 of our text. Come. He said, come. Come to me, all you that are weary and carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. We are not creators of meaning as hard as we try increasing our speed. But when the, mo- when the moment comes, when we are touched at the deepest level of our being, we have two choices. To ignore those deep feelings or to come to Christ. The issue is simply obedience to God's inner movement in me or moving on and pretending I never heard. Jesus always placed a stress on decision. Jesus was always asking people to make decisions about him. I do not create the meaning of my life, but when I hear God's address to me in Jesus Christ, I've got to make a decision. Christ addresses your inner restlessness 